world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, hey, good morning. Got a lot on my heart here today, to be honest with you. Really got a lot, got a, man, a lot, a lot of, we had a great weekend of uh, the gathering of men who came. I, I I think probably at some point we had, we had maybe 40, some come and go, some couldn't stay the whole time. And uh, my heart just is, my heart's just full to have such great Christian brothers, great Christian brothers. And, uh, you know, Bible says that I, Iron sharpens, as iron sharpens iron, so does one brother sharpen the countenance of his friends. And uh, I'm not trying to make anybody feel sorry that they couldn't make it. I'm not trying to make anybody feel like they're important. The reality of it is I'd sit back there sometimes and I would just look across that room and see the different conversations and engagements that were taking place of brothers who have a common love for the Lord. And it wasn't, it's not a, it's not a, uh, Room was full of testosterone, although it wasn't a bravado. It was men, men coming together. And uh, I'm, real quickly, uh, Spencer, I'm sorry, uh, Jonathan, if you can, Gary, Gary sent a bunch of pictures. I just want if we can run those down, maybe you can dig those out. I should have sent them to you, but I saw that you had that Jared had been copied on them, and just some some snap pictures that that uh, that uh, Gary had taken. Let me let me throw another. Uh, link into the arm. Three things. Num- uh, number two, today is begins the ninth year of Coach Dave Live. We have eight years since I've been doing this. Eight years. I, I was kind of, uh, again, chewing on that this morning. I thought, eight. what was eight years ago? Well, that was 2016. But I've been doing, uh, we used to call them newswithviews.tv. I kind of created that really. Hang on, we'll shoot some of those up there. And I was doing, I'm, I'm going to show you maybe a little bit of that here this morning, on kind of an anniversary show that I want to tell. Hey, listen, I've been doing this a while, folks. <laughs> I've been doing it a while. And to think that here we are, beginning our ninth year, is just absolutely, absolutely overwhelming. And uh, the Bible says that in the multitude of many counselors is great wisdom. And the wisdom that we had there, that, man, my granddaughter Reese in the background there, and little, that's Annie, and Joe Allen, and Bob Evans, and John's there. Clicked another one just so you guys get a feel for what just what was going on in that room. And there's there's the fat me sitting down there, Gary, and then I got the head down. That's Clay, and then is this that's old skinny Kevin Van Story. He's lost about uh, how many pounds, Kevin? Eighty pounds, something unbelievable. He's right there. Yeah, hang on, keep that picture there a second for those of you who don't get it. This is what we call the great room at Sky High, the our ministry center. If you look out the window, you can see the pond in the background. We had a lot of rain, so the pond started to fill up, and then that's why daughter's house down there and the other one just so you get a feel what's going on shoot to another picture i won't do this long bear with me look at look at that man oj and chad there in the back looking like he's mean and there's going across the front surge from uh, oj from kentucky surge from from uh, buffalo 
Glenn from all parts. He Glenn was originally in Texas, now he's in Ohio. The Mad Bomber, John Brockoff, FBI. Yeah, he's my friend. Yes, FBI. He is my friend. Dave, Dave in the background, and uh, um, Jim. I, Jim Eileen. I was going to say Eileen's husband. What a way to be identified. I, uh, Jim. Jim in the background. Then, then Judah in the background. Is that my wife? Maybe on Judah's shoulder. And then Chad over there acting like he's in charge. Yeah, that's my wife. Chad acting like he's boss and he ain't boss at all. Go to, go to the next one. He just thinks he is. So we humor him. Clay doing Clay's thing. Go to the next one. So it was. See if you can find. Oh, Roger. Roger trying to bail John Brockoff out of jail. I think that's what's going on there. And, and so it was. Uh, you. So we got a bunch of them, and it was just a wonderful, 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 wonderful time. You know, the Bible says, as again, I want to uh, uh, re- say it again, uh, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens the countenance of his brother. There is nothing like male fellowship. There's nothing like male fellowship of righteous men. Not, there, ain't not, there ain't nothing like it, baby. I'm telling you, and I'm sorry for those of you who couldn't make it. I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad. I understand it was hard to get there, but I want you to know that, uh, boy, there were some deep friendships birthed in that room this weekend. So uh, amen to that. Amen. We'll talk a little bit about that here in a second. Oh, it's not going to be a, it's not going to be an anniversary reminiscing. It's not going to be that. I got to, but I have to say this uh, also and caught up in the whole mix of all this stuff was uh, my, my precious wife's birthday and she'll get mad at me i think she's 68 she turned 68 yesterday and she slaved all day yesterday she cooked and she cleaned and she did whatever it was michelle and in, in the midst of it didn't even get a cake for it didn't even blow out a candle didn't even do anything but i want i, I say this um I, she's just glows when she serves she just glows and uh i just want to publicly say how much God, how much I love that woman and how much we are, how, how, how often and how much my dear wife, Michelle, lays down her life for others. And you can only you just, I mean, I, I, it's, it's almost supernatural. And uh, she gets up in the morning thinking about whose day she's going to make better and how she can do it. And uh, I just, uh, my love for her is just, it's I can't even explain it. I just can't even explain it. So I honor her. I want you to honor God's honor her today. It's her birthday was yesterday, but uh, God bless. Thank you, Lord, for giving me Michelle. <laughs> Thank you for giving me Michelle. We had a wonderful time with Dr. Frank. Pull that up there if you could real quickly. And thanks to Bobby Lee. Look, a lot of guys sacrifice. A lot, to make past assault ministry work, it takes... The efforts of a lot of people, man. It's a lot of people, a lot of volunteer time, a lot of volunteer, a lot of that effort. And uh, Bobby's Bobby is a man. Bobby's a workhorse. And so we've posted at uh, online now, Doctor Frank's uh, analysis of the election. It was, folks. I'm telling you, uh, this event was held off camp, off uh, off site. Because we opened it up to the public. And I didn't know who was going to come, to be honest with you. I thought, well, we're going to get in there and Dr. Frank's going to be there. And it's going to be our 15 or 20 guys. But I took the chance and maybe some of the public would want to come. And and so we we rented out a building and uh, a 
lo and behold, there were about, I don't know, 75 maybe who came, probably 50 who had never really been exposed to Coach Dave live, but they came to hear Dr. Frank. And when, when that thing was over, people were just shaking their head. Oh, my God. And you know you know what the thing is? Look, I'm trying to get my mouse to work here. You know what the oh, my God is, folks? The oh, my God is it ain't the Democrats. It's the Republicans, folks. It's the Republicans, folks. It's the Republicans, folks. It's the Republicans who know all this stuff and won't do anything about it because they're all part of the same system. Anyway, Dr. Frank's presentation, thanks to Bobby Lee, is now available online. So you can put it in the chat for everybody. It's free. It's about two hours. And it is, it's it's something, man. It's something. And if we don't, if we don't, uh, Realize now what's going on. We're, there ain't going to be no next election that'll be clean. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know the last clean election in America. I don't know. I'm, I'm convinced now Barack Obama was not elected president of the United States. Certainly the second time he wasn't. And ask yourself this question. Why is it incumbents never get defeated? Anybody have any idea why that would be? Why incumbents never get defeated? Because the system's rigged. The system's rigged. And so when they, they get in there and they, they get those rhinos in there and see, they're not, they're not Republicans in name. They ain't even Republican, not even Republicans. I, I could pull Glenn in here and I'm not, not going to Glenn, Glenn, our, well, Glenn, maybe you can testify to it. Glenn's on the, the uh, central committee, the Republican central committee got elected to the Republican central committee who's supposed to direct and order all the, all the things that the Republican party's doing He's been on it now for two years. Hey, Glenn, how many meetings have there been of the Republican Central Committee that you were elected to? How many meetings, Glenn? Not including the initiation meeting when I first was elected, two. Two? Two meetings. Two meetings. meetings. Because there's an executive committee above the um, (laughs) – you get it, friends? So the system is set into place so that the incumbents win. The system remains in place. I want, I want to do something. I'm going to open it up. Look, I don't want to just talk about this all day, all right? But I, I just want all of you to know, we got a, man, have we got a team? Have we got a freaking team? And one of the things that we tried to do is try to encourage men, number one, to identify what your gifting is. And number two, don't let anybody steal that thing from you, man. Don't let some pastor... You got a gifting, man. Don't let some pastor turn you in an usher and then become a company man and allow your freaking church to become not of none effect. And so just one uh is great is, is great, man. I valued every man in that in that room. Every man. Every one of them have a gift. Most of them, they sort of know what it is, but church doesn't let you exercise it. Hey Roger, are you here, Roger? You in here? Maybe he isn't. Roger's always in here. But Roger gave a great explanation of the church and how a Christian man with a gift, if he is too strong, wants to share the gift, he gets it. Roger, could you Roger, he's back in. Roger, could you could you take us through that, Roger? That that was such a great illustration of what church is for for a, a godly man. Could you can you do that, Roger? Yeah, what what I was highlighting was on a 
typical Sunday morning for me and probably for hundreds of thousands of other men. Um, when I go to church, which is a couple times a month, just to be with my wife, I you wake up on a Sunday and you get in your car and you drive up to the church and uh, you get in the parking lot and you kind of gather your things and you're kind of watching other families get up and uh, you walk up into the, you start walking in the parking lot and you go up to the church doors. There's always there's somebody there to greet you. You don't know who they are. They got a smile on their face and they shake your hand and they welcome you. And then you go into the foyer and there's usually people milling around. And at my church, a lot of people know me. I've been there a while. They may know me for good or bad reasons, but I've been around. And, oh, you get a glance here and a glance there. And then the doors open up and the early church people come out. And then you go in and you sit down and you sing a few songs. They're, they're nice songs. And uh, then you hear a sermon. And it might even be a good sermon. Who knows? And, that lasts for about a half hour, you know, and they uh, then then you get up and uh, you uh, start heading out, and I always try to duck over to see the grandkids that they go to church where I go, and as you're walking over out of the foyer into the hallway, you, know, you see a few more people, and you get a few glances and hellos, maybe maybe nothing, many times maybe just you're just walking as people are all around you and. I, uh, I'll go into the foyer, you know, the area the kids are, and hug the grandkids and tickle them. And then I uh, usually will <laughs> head out to my car and uh, get in my car. And then I drive home. And uh, that is the church experience <laughs> for hundreds of thousands of people every Sunday. That is it. Never asked to do anything, Roger, right? Never plugged in. Oh. Times, Never. The only times I've ever been called into the prince, I've been called in the principal's office. And, uh, but I think in my, you know, 40 some years in church, I have, and I've, you have to understand, Dave, I've been involved. I don't say that in an arrogant manner, but you know, I, I've been involved as many men have been. And I don't recall at time that anybody, has ever looked at me and said, wow, you're good at this. Or, Roger, what is the Lord calling you to do? Um, never. But anyway, that's the typical church experience for literally, I think, hundreds of thousands of men and families, what I just described. Anonymous faces. Anonymous faces, right? Yeah. All of them serving the Lord, but all of them just going and sitting in a service and Saying, saying that uh, have a good week. See you. See you next week. And people going off and no challenge at all. Throw your money in the pot. Put your money in there. Tithe. Don't make sure that you tithe. See you next week. Send your kids to the public school. Right? Huh? Let them be taught transgenderism. We'll see y'all next week. Oh, by the way, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves everybody. I'm not. Look, I'm not trying to be facetious. I'm trying to be true. There ain't no fellowship. There ain't no fellowship. Now, hang on. I'm going to freeze right here a second. I'm, I'm going to, I, I want, I want to open this up just real quickly. 
look, I'm not trying to make people who didn't come feel bad, okay? I'm not. That's not the purpose of it. I want somebody to come in and tell me somebody, some man that they met, that they started a relationship with, that they clicked, and they would have never had the opportunity to meet had they not gotten together. Somebody come on in. I'm not talking, no, not a sexual relationship. A man to man, man to man conversations yet. Somebody you connected with. Dave, come on in. Yeah, and what's really important with is I've been to several now. And every time I come, I find out something new about someone. And what's really interesting is I've met Phil Parr several times at different events. But I I never heard the outreach ministry he does. And I was so impressed. And I and, and so I chuckle. I've I've met Phil so many times, and for the first time, I was able to sit down. He and I talked, and he shared with us in depth about this uh, uh, evangelism tool that he uses, and it's and it's, it's it was really awesome. And so, but there you go. I had this. I had to sit down with this guy four or five times before I finally got a chance to really find it. I mean, we talked about a lot of good things before, but here I am, the fifth time I, I sit down. And he shares this evangelism that he does that was just awesome. Amen. A, a connection, a connection that's going to, man, man, you know, I could go on. At one point we pulled up there, uh, Kevin Van Story. And uh, who were the three fatties? Kevin Van Story, Coach Norm Emmett's, and who was the third fatty that we pulled up there? I don't remember. And. How much, how much weight had they lost together? Joseph Allen. Joseph Allen. Joseph. We put the three fatties up there. Joseph, how much weight have you lost? How much has Joseph lost? 85 pounds, maybe something like that. Kevin Van Story, how much you lost, Kevin? 75 pounds. Kevin's lost 75 pounds. Coach Norm's lost 58 pounds, I think. We put those three fatties up there and took a picture of them, had a few yucks about that. So, look, folks. Deep fellowship, deep fellowship, not casual fellowship, man. Not not casual fellowship, not the, like Roger said, not the guy you high five on your way out of the church, but deep fellowship, getting to know one another. We need we need more of it. And uh, uh, I was just honored. I'll, I'll move on because I know somebody's like, I'll talk about something else. I'm, a, I'm just telling you, man. I'm telling you, there are deep, deep Christian men in this huddle, deep Christian men. Makes me honored to be part of it. God, I wish Mark Trump could have been there. I wish Randy could have been there. I could, I could run down a litany. Oh, God, I wish they could have been there. So, that, see, there's something different that happens. The Bible says that the eyes are the windows of the soul. There's something about it when you sit down with a brother and you look him in the eyes. Something there. That you can't get through this. You can't get through Facebook. You can't get through anything else. And when you sit down... And you realize that that brother whose eyes you are looking into fighting the same freaking battles you are, man. Then you're not in it alone. And to know that I really have brothers who really have my back. And I have theirs. It's rare, man. But it's what we're going to need. And uh, it is what it is. So I don't want to I, I beat this dead horse. It was just, a, it was... Oh, I needed it. I don't know about you guys. I needed it. Wow. Come on in, Jeff. Coach, here's a good example. 
Sometimes I share stories with guys at the car lot, wherever, church, about the school board meetings, and they just stand there like, please get on with it. <laughs> Don't want to hear it. They just act like they do. But, you know, I got to share with Dave. Him and I swapped school board stories. I thought, finally, get to talk to somebody that's doing, you know what I mean? Yeah. He got yeah. to share what he, he shared, what he's doing. I shared what different things that the people reaction at school board meetings was. So that was kind of encouraging. And, and then, hey, folks, a lot of the time we just sat around and that, that room was just electric with little groups of guys talking to each other. And it wasn't like just me and Steve Deck always got together and just me and Steve talk. No, I'd talk to Steve for a while and then Steve would move over and I'd talk to somebody else. And Steve would talk to somebody else. And there were there was great, great fellowship. So, I, again, I'm not trying to make anybody feel guilty. I just want you to know we need to do, do it more often, how valuable it is. And those of you who are out there, uh, you need to do it where you live. Find men around you and get together with other men from other churches. Men are starving for fellowship. I saw it, man. Not just casual fellowship, deep fellowship. Stuff that really matters to you. Like-minded guys who are tired as crap. Men are, men are hungry for that, man. Kevin, fan story. Come on, in, Kevin. I've been coming to your events for... Well, since 2018, and for the first time, I deeply connected with Gary, Gary, and Gary. Mm. Gary Pierce, Gary Donahoe, and I can't tell, I can't remember the other Gary's name, but I just, the fellowship and the, the brotherhood and the camaraderie that I got from that, and then when you guys laid your hands on me, The spiritual energy that comes through me with that, I can never explain. Yeah. I love you guys. I love you all so much. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Amen, Kevin. <laughs> uh, spiritual energy. Boy, is that ever true. Huh? As iron sharpens iron. Mary Beth, go ahead. I just want to come from a woman's perspective. It's good for men to get together. It's good for ladies to get together. We, you know, I totally, I do understand that. So if they're, you know, jealous or whatever it is, well, tough luck. Cause... Amen. So can I tell you the truth? Steve Deck, tell me, tell them the truth, Coach. Go ahead, Steve. Somebody unmute, say, Coach, tell them the truth. You don't, Hold on, somebody's got to egg me on or I'm not going to do it. Tell the tell truth, the Coach. Truth. Tell okay, the truth. I'll tell you the truth. Are you ready? Are you looking at me? Men on this caddy is women. There Amen. I said There I said it. Men are not as catty as women. I don't know why that is. The men do not get together and gossip. Not you women, not the women in the queue. The reality of it is men are slow to let down their guard. Men do not gossip about other men. I, I Listen, folks, I'm telling you, I watched it for three days. They don't do it. They don't do it. And one of the things that we have to understand is we got to edify and build up one another. Even those we don't like. Even though. And so I, I made the comment the other day. Maybe it was on the show. said, you know, boy, I just, you know, I, I got to be honest with you. That damn Steve Deck, he just, and he, God darn, he just don't freaking shut up. Uh, and so I said, uh, John, John, uh, Steve's buddy, John taught me that. John said, well, have you prayed for Steve? 
No, I'm too pissed at him. Why would I pray at him? Well, there's your problem. <laughs> there's your problem. Pray for him, will you? Pray that spirit, right, John? John Loveland? Talk about that, John. Can jo- hey, John, can you hear me, John Loveland? Can you? I see you sitting there beside Steve. Can you hear me? Would, would, would you, could you, uh, John, could you? Go. Take yeah, a go. Yes, John, could you take a minute and explain that? Explain that whole process rather than gossiping about people, praying for them? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think it's uh, it's key. Get a little right? closer if you can. Get a little bit closer. So I think a lot of times, you know, <clears throat> we're not we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, right? Right. Uh, you know, so so yeah, it's it's important that uh, you know we pray, and and you know, a lot of times that just takes care of the situation and it goes away, right? Right, right. So the, again, folks, understand this. Whatever sure. it is, whatever it is about one of your friends, your spouse, whatever it might be. The battle is not between you and him. It's a spiritual battle. It's a spiritual battle. So when you get to the point where Kevin Van Story's bugging the hell out of you, pray for him because it's a spirit, folks. That's why the Lord says well, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. You say, you know what? I Sometimes I got to tell you something. Sometimes so-and-so comes in and I just want to strangle him. Well, stop strangling them and pray for him. Pray for them that their eyes would be open, that that spirit, whatever that thing is, that would come off of them. Pray for one another. It's a real, it's a real paradigm shift because, come on, let's be honest. We all have a tendency to, to gossip. Okay, look, I'm going to move on. Myra, did you want to get in here? Roger, you still got your hands up. Go ahead quickly. Yes, Coach. It is written, Romans 12, 11 through 13. Not slothful in business. Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing in instant in prayer, distributing to the necessity of things given to hospitality. Hallelujah. Amen. So, folks, understand this. When your children are prodigals, you can whine and moan and complain, or you can pray for them. You can pray for them. Remember the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much? Pray for them. Stop criticizing them. Stop your tongue from doing that and pray for them. Because as John Loveland told me, told us, it's a spirit. You're not wrestling against flesh and blood. It's a spiritual issue. Go ahead, Steve. Actually, it's me again, Coach. Um, okay. You know, I, ha- I had to learn this from my wife. Uh, it's easy to see brokenness in people. You know, you can look at somebody and see brokenness. And, and she said to me the one day, she goes, she goes, John, she said, how come, how can you see everybody's brokenness? She said, do you think that's what God wants you to see? And I really reflected on what she said. Paul said, be ever ready to look for the best in everyone. It's easy to see the problem. It's easy to see the brokenness. But look beyond the veneer of an individual and look at what, you know, what God sees. I'll tell you a true story. I was, uh, my neighbor, my neighbor was over. Uh, we were having a barbecue and his sister came with her friend. And it was a five-year-old boy. This kid was the most obnoxious, annoying individual you could imagine he he was in my pool splashing water on people and he wasn't listening to anything his mother said 
And uh, so uh, finally I said to his mom, I said, can I talk to your son? She said, yeah. I said, I said to him, I said, do you know who, who owns this pool? And he said, yeah, you do. And I said, that's right. I decide who swims in the pool. I said to him, I go, uh, I go, I don't let little boys swim in the pool that don't listen to their mother. So if you don't do everything your mother says from this time forward, I said, you're out of the pool. I said, you get that? He says, yes. And then, and then I stepped back and, and I, and I said, I said, I don't know. I, it was a God thought. I said, Lord, I said, what, what do you, what, how does heaven see this boy? And the Lord said to me, a prince, a warrior, and a king. Mm. First you're a prince, then you're a warrior, then you become a king. And I was like, I said, Lord, I don't think so. I think you got the wrong DNA. I don't think that's this boy. <laughs> but what are we doing, coach? We're looking at the veneer. We're, we're, but what does God look at? He looks at the heart. Now, obviously, you could tell this woman went through a bad She's been through a lot of bad relationships and the men in her life didn't treat this kid right. There's, there's a whole backstory I found out, but, but the men, you know, he was not mentored by somebody that could pull out the prince, the warrior and the king. He had become what he knew, but mm. so we need to look beyond the veneer of somebody and see the potential because God says, look at the best in everyone. Be ready to do that. Sometimes that's hard. It's always hard, man. It's always hard. You know, I'm looking at the picture on the screen. Clay Parker worked his butt off, man. I got, I got to say this. Uh, uh, John Hartzler, Hartzler Dairy, this cost us a lot of money to do this, folks. It cost a lot of money. We fed everybody all that. We, we took up an offering. I'm just, it was all good. It cost a lot of money. And John Hartzler, Hartzler Dairy shows up, and he brings a bunch of milk for everybody to drink and brings the ice cream. And he gave me a check that basically, I just, he's telling you, man, he's telling you. So see, all of us, some of us can give, some of us can't give. But the blessing that I believe is will be upon John Hartzler with the check that he gave us because of the blessing that the other men received because of it, right? And so we have to, all of us, all of our gifts, the idea of our gifts is use them. You got a bunch of money? Well, you got a bunch of money. You're, you can hoard it if you want to. The object is to, to bless others with it. So I want to acknowledge the hard workers, Clay and all he did. And Joe Allen went out and bought my wife a new trash can. Said, you guys need a new trash can. She comes back, shows up with a new trash can. Oh, I'm, yeah, I can just go on. So I want to show you a couple things here. Glenn, I'll get you. Okay, let me bring Glenn in here a second. Go ahead, Glenn. And then I'm going to show you a couple things. I just wanted to say that, um, you know, <sighs> Around that room, uh, there are men that have you know, various talents, they have various attributes, and it was great to hear when you're talking one-on-one -on -one what they were. Uh, you know, I had, uh, Chad and I drove up with John Harsler, you know, to the meeting uh, to hear Dr. Frank, and it was really interesting to hear how he's now has this fertilizer business, and he's teaching farmers how to how to reactivate their soil so that their crops will grow the way God intended them to grow. Yeah. That guy has a ministry all of its own. That's, that's really unique. <laughs> and, and one other thing I'll add is that um, just visiting with John Brokoff, and I'm not speaking for John, but uh, I have to think that that meeting healed him. 
in more ways than one. Oh, buddy. Just from the fellowship. More than John, right? Yeah. To realize that you had brothers, that your two cents is worth two cents. And nobody was in there to beat you down or try to get a step up on you in the hierarchy. And you close. No, no, no. It wasn't about any of that stuff, man. And when we, when we would just kind of, we'd get it. We didn't really have much of a program. But when we would get a, in the law of, of, of the program, to watch across that road. There's a video. Pull it, pull it up. Pull up the video. It says, uh, that's right, right at the top, the Facebook video. I don't know how many of you have seen this. This is just, this, this is just 45 seconds of what was going on during this thing. Go ahead. This is most of the day, by the way. Enjoying camaraderie with a bunch of uh, Christian zealot men in beautiful Hebron, Ohio. Wow, huh? All right, thank, thanks, man. So I told, I said, Michelle, you got to have a women's meeting if you can keep them from scratching each other's eyes out. That's really, that's really what I said to her. Keep them from scratching each other's eyes out. Oh, I'm sorry. Everybody be mad at me now. All right, all right. I want to show you a couple things. To just uh, uh, we've been doing this a while, friends. I I want to show you. We're way raising up men, men who are willing to get engaged. And somebody sent me this uh, yesterday. I want to show you. Pull up. It says, uh, Coach Dave, anniversary eight years. Then the link, the videos. I don't know how many of you guys know this on our website are years and 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 years of videos. Now, not not recent videos. If you scroll down through that, stay on that page. There are videos over there that go back eight years, nine years, ten years. Remember, YouTube at one point uh, canceled me. Can't they? They just I'm done with YouTube, and I'd had Jared capture many of the videos before before they pulled them down. There are some real real treats there. That's under our video section, some great stuff. But I want you to see this one. Pull up for me number two. Pull up number two. <clears throat> no, 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 number two on, this, on the links I sent to Johnny. Number two, Notre Dame priest. I don't know how many of you even know this stuff. See, we're, we've been doing this for quite a while. When uh, Michelle, I'm sorry, my daughter Maggie, who probably was, uh, golly, I don't know, how old has she been at the time? That's when President Obama was invited to speak at Notre Dame, the most pro-abortion president in the history of America, invited to speak at Notre Dame. We showed up, and old pa- old pastor priest Norman Westland, eighty-four-year-old Norman Westland, gets arrested. Go ahead, go ahead and play this. I've been doing this a while. I'm not gonna play the whole. Two thousand nine. How long ago is that? Okay. Who's arresting? Come with us. 
Father. God be with you. Gregory Thompson, our good buddy, Gregory Father. Thompson. Bless you, Father. Arrested. In the name of Jesus. Protesting Notre Dame killing David. Let's go to Dr. Norm. Norm. Immaculate Mary, you're turned the video off they turned their cameras off when this priest was being arrested at notre dame university keep going just a little bit longer Notre Dame is putting a putting a priest in the Get it off the case. Notre Dame is arresting their police. You don't need those people out there breakfast. We we we're Catholic priests. Why would you arrest a Catholic priest for trying to stop the killing of a baby? Use your mind. What are you doing that for? Why are you arresting a priest for trying to stop the killing of a baby? You got it all backwards. They're trying to hurt the policemen so they, they, they shut up. That's what you do. That's why you got this whole problem. And now you got one around my neck. Guards are already hurt. I understand that. I know this. Are you ready for this, folks? The Pope saw this video. This Pope saw this Coach Dave Light video. Can I tell you why? Because everybody else shut off their cameras. All the media. Do you understand this picture? Do you understand this picture to the world of the police arresting a priest? See, they didn't arrest Pastor Bill Dunfear. This wasn't them arresting Steve Deck. The image of a priest being arrested. See, they think, you get it, right? They didn't want that to be seen. Johnny, pull up another one. Just bear with me. Been doing this a while, friends. I've been doing this one a while. Pull up Terry Schiavo. You guys remember when they starved Terry Schiavo to death, right? Remember that? Johnny put put it out there to the four-minute mark. Four-minute mark, because we were there. We were there. Go ahead, play that real quick, John. Terry touched a nerve with so many people because they saw a family that was willing and wanting to care for her. They didn't understand 
why they weren't being allowed to do that. On both sides, Let Terry live! emotions ran high. No one would want to live this way. 20 times in court, 20 times. This is the Roe versus Wade of euthanasia. I used to say, what are these people doing? Why Terry? People's feeding tubes are removed every day. To this day, I don't know why, but it was very surreal. Should Terry Schiavo live or die? What evidence is there that this woman has any brain function or not? Michael Schiavo believes the media fanned the flames, especially after the Schindlers released a series of videos that they said proved Terry was conscious and aware. You can, you can cut it, John, because I don't want to go, folks, they starved her to death. You understand? They didn't put a pillow over her head and murder her. They starved her to death. And do you know what the reaction of the American church was? Anybody know what the reaction was? Oh, you get a living will. You better have a living will so it doesn't happen to you. This is my first foyer. That's where I got arrested. The only time I've been arrested, by the way. The only time I went to jail was taking water to Terry Shango. Now, I knew, they, I, knew I wasn't going to get there. I knew I was going to get arrested. I understood that. But uh, what if we'd risen up then? So you talk about a pro-life movement. We're pro-life with exceptions. I'm pro-life, but. I'm pro-life, but. That's how we got in this mess. Okay, I've kind of rambled a lot here. I got a lot more to show. I'm going to open it up and let people jump in. I want, I want to hear from you. Hey, folks, look. I'm going to, I was going to, I was going to do a, a Jerry Lewis telethon today, right? I was going to do it. I just asked some of you, just just go to Coach Dave Live and donate 10 bucks. Would you do that? In honor of eight years of having done this, just go online. I, look, you don't have to give me, don't give a million. You have to give a million. Just give 10. <laughs> just give us 10 bucks. If a hey, thousand you, people give 10, 10 bucks, can you, can you do the math on it? We can help eight more. It's your eighth anniversary. Eight bucks. <laughs> Whatever. Come on, man. Because why? We are, if you find somebody, you find another place that's doing what we're doing, support them. Give them your money. If you find somebody doing what we're doing. And what are we doing? We are training, equipping, and mobilizing the saints for the work of the ministry. Work of the ministry. And the reality of it is, here's what I see. We tried to keep the food costs down because I understand the economy's tough. I get it. I don't want these guys to have to pay 50 bucks, 60 bucks. We gave them the chance they sleep, they can sleep on the floor, they can sleep. Some got hotel rooms. We passed the hat for the food. But we have to, folks, soldiers don't go to war at their own expense. They don't go to war at their own expense. When you get an army, you get drafted in, you don't go have to pay for your hamburgers when they feed you at boot camp. And we're trying to train, equip, and mobilize saints for the work of the ministry. So just say, happy eighth anniversary, coach. Throw eight bucks in there, 10 bucks, whatever. Lauren, come on in. Good morning. Um, just a couple of points. Um, how many like of these police officers declare themselves as Catholics and they're arresting a priest? Unbelievable. Isn't it unbelievable, huh? The conflict. You know, like. The conflict. Yeah, the so how are you supposed to go to mass, and then you're supposed to, and, and according to the Catholic faith, and then you're gonna, you're going to go into confession to talk to a priest to tell the priest, 
I arrested a priest for, you know, for because he was praying, trying, you know, trying to save babies at abortion clinic. So how many Hail Marys and how many, you know, what do you how do you get absolution for that? You know what I mean? And it's just it's just absolutely mind blowing. And then my other point and then my other point is. People seem to have forgotten because they've been so groomed by the church to just what what tithing and giving and whatever it is is you know is there when when we when we give to the places like like here you know and i'm gonna start crying it's just like you're investing into god it's not like you're just giving it to coach dave or you're giving it to whatever you're giving it into because god called you to lead and in your wife to lead with you and you're investing into all of everyone else. And then, you know, and then it's that Ray Bolt song, right? Thank you for giving to the Lord for I was a life that was once saved, that Amen. I was saved. Yep. Take a look and see. I mean, that is one of my favorite songs. And the lyrics is, if anybody can read those lyrics, like just go through those lyrics. It's amazing. Jo hey, Jonathan, pull that up. I'll go to YouTube and look for uh, Ray Bolt's uh, thank, you, thank You for Giving to the Lord. Uh, you're right. And then my other uh, final point is, is maybe as, um, in this, the Lord has been putting this on my heart, maybe as a collaborative group with the huddle, we can go through the Patriot Academy's biblical citizenship to gear up for this upcoming election so that we all know it. And we can go through that, that whole thing together as a huddle. Amen. 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 A lot of things that we can do, okay? Hang hang on. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying to direct Jonathan. Hey, John, there's one where uh, – scroll down a little bit. I should have had this prepared for you. I'm sorry. There's one where uh, I think maybe that's the one. Oh, no. No, no, no. I, the one down uh, with the cross. The one with the cross. Try that one. Go ahead and play that. Lord, let it be the right one. Someone called your name We turned and saw this young man And he was smiling as he came And he said, friend, you may not know me now And then he said, but wait You used to teach my Sunday school When I was only eight And every week you say a prayer before the class would start and one day when you said that prayer I asked Jesus in my heart thank you for giving to the Lord I have a life that was 
Not money, not money. Then another man stood before you and said, remember the time a missionary came to your church and his pictures made you cry. You didn't have much money, but you gave it anyway. Jesus took the gift you gave and that's why I'm here. Today Thank you For giving to the Lord I am a life That was changed Thank you For giving to the Lord I am so Not money, not money. One by one they came, far as the eye could see. Each life somehow touched by your generosity. Little things that you had done, sacrifices made. I noticed on the earth, in heaven. Now proclaim And I know up in heaven You're not supposed to cry But I am almost sure There were tears in your eyes As Jesus took your hand And you stood before the Lord He said, my child, look around you, for great is your reward. Thank you for giving to the Lord. I am alive that was changed.
Amen. Amen. Listen, listen, not money. It's not money. Money's part of it. It's not money. I was just sitting there pondering as I've, as I was listening to, to that song. I wonder who gave that I would enter into the kingdom. I wonder who that was. Those who planted seeds, those who, whatever, it's somehow some way around some corner that the Holy Spirit would be able to capture my heart. Hmm? We don't know, do we? We never know. Never know what that is, who that was from. And again, I'm talk- not talking about money. Money's part of it. I'm not talking about money. See, that's one of the worst things, in my opinion, the pastors and churches have taught tithing. Because there's something, there's a difference between tithing and giving. They're not the same thing. Tithing is duty. It's like paying your taxes. You do it because you want to pay your taxes so you don't get on the wrong side of God and you can get into heaven. Giving is reaching in your pocket and giving. Those are not the same thing. We have taught the church to tithe 10%. It's like the IRS. And some of you know the joy of reaching in your pocket and pulling out a $20 bill and giving it to somebody who ain't got anything. Some of you can't do it because you've been tithing to your church. They're sucking all your money. I don't I don't get on money. I'm sorry. I get off. I'm not talking about money. Give! Be a Steve Deck. Give. Does he give money? Yeah, he gives money. He doesn't give money. He gives time and his energy and his effort. He gives. Give. All of us would be better. Would be better with that. Mary Beth, you still have your hand up. Still got a couple minutes left here. Yeah, just one more, one more time. So I say just give with a cheerful heart. I also say when Steve was talking about that kid he talked to, and I just, I think it was necessary, and I think that kid will remember that. But, you know, he tempered it with kindness, and that's important. And mm-hmm. I just remember that, Terry Shango. I didn't know you at the time, but Terry, that was just wicked, that Terry Scheibel thing. That just Oh, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. That was so wicked. But, Coach, did you say today's the eighth anniversary? Or I, I wasn't listening very yeah, well. Yeah. Today begins tonight. It's my eighth birthday. Today, this is Pass oh. Assault's eighth birthday. No, no, Coach Dave oh. Live's eighth, eighth birthday today. Okay, thanks. Yep. No, is that right? We're starting our ninth year. It'll be our eighth, be our eighth birthday. Yeah. Can I tell you something? That Terry Shivo thing kind of launched our ministry. No, that didn't really. It launched me. It really got me. Um, I just left teaching and coaching and didn't know what the heck I was doing. And, and um, I saw this thing that was going on, and I, I was just having a conversation with my mom. And uh, so, Mom, I'm going to go down there. I'm going to go down there. I'm going to stand. Uh, well, I don't know why. I'm supposed to go, Mom. And I was, what, four, how old? I was 40, 40-some years old, just sharing with my mom. And she went in the other room and came back and handed me a check. He says, you go. And she she paid my flight. Booked me in a hotel, two weeks. And we're here because of that. 
Amen. You never know. Clay, come on in. Hey, thank you for doing that, Coach. That was awesome the way you did that for that woman. Mm. Bless you, brother. Yeah. And I just wanted to say that uh, thank you for the help, the men that helped us in the uh, kitchen this weekend. And, uh, and any uh, any of the uh, wives and, and uh, sons or daughters that, of the men that came this weekend, uh, if you're listening, I want you to know that the the men that came here, they love you. There's Amen. a lot of conversation about their families and their, their wives and their children. They love you. So don't you ever think that you're, the, the men in this group don't love their families. And Joseph Allen wants to say something very, very quickly. Amen. Shame on you men that didn't come. I know, <laughs> your hearts, I know your hearts were in it, but this is what I got with the men here. More men needs to speak up on Coach Live. Don't be silent in the wind and let the women doing all the talking. Men, you get out there and you need to speak. Put your families first. Me and Clay, we enjoyed this weekend. Amen. We ran, we ran around and got groceries and got things cooking. But the men loved their families, just like Clay said. Amen. No Amen. said. Amen. Speak up. Amen, Joseph. I'm going to step on Joseph. Don't, no shame here, baby. No shame. Uh, Randy, we missed your spirit. Mark Trump, we missed your spirit. Even though iron sharpens iron, right? You know, the truth of the matter is we may not all like each other, but we're all on the same daggone team. We better figure out a way to be able to do this. I can run down a litany of guys who we would have loved to have been here, who would have loved to have been here. And that there's no condemnation from me. And I think Joseph was directing those who just out of laziness said, well, not going not gonna, to not gonna be there, right? And you were with us in spirit. We missed you. We wish you could have been with us. We'll give you more notice and farther planning. Mike Blake, Mike Blake, right in his hometown, Mike Blake couldn't be here all weekend. Why? Because he and his wife, Bonnie, had planned a cruise six months ago, and it was the same weekend. So Mike Blake opened up his house so a couple guys could stay there, and Mike's coming home today, and guys are hanging around to spend some time with Mike before they head back home. Surge came down. I mean, just blessing. So, hey, hey, come on, man. Come on. Come on. Let's go, man. We, we're, we're putting something together here. And by golly, if I was a devil, I'd be afraid of us too. If I was a devil, I'd be trying to lock us up too, right? Huh? Yeah. God bless all you guys. Quickly, Randy. Coach, I'll wait till after the show. Okay, baby. Okay, man. Oh, man. Love you guys. Love that spirit. Love that masculine spirit, that manly spirit, that not phony, how are you, Christian brother spirit, but that down, dirty, I got your back, manly Christian spirit. It's alive and well. And we sure felt that thing at, at Sky High this weekend. I got Bridie on this afternoon at 11. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. God bless you all. Everybody served. Everybody gave. Everybody prayed. Oh, quickly, quickly, quickly. The the uh, Tennessee 11, the, the verdict goes to the jury. The hearing's over down there. Be in prayer for that. Tennessee 11. Amen. God bless you. See you tomorrow.